Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 179. This is Brandon Shin broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka, and today I want to talk about what you're proud of, saying what you can do to the skies. So I was talking to a Japanese friend of mine. They were saying that, uh, you know, or no, I, I came out and was like, try saying something you're good at. They had trouble saying it because. Uh, actually, it was an acquaintance of mine. They had trouble saying it because, you know, in general, Japanese people are not inclined to talk about themselves or, or I shouldn't say brag, but uh, say what they can do. It's always putting themselves down as a form of modesty kind of thing. No, 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 no. And as I was talking with this acquaintance, I, she said... Uh, Basically, sometimes Japanese people use that as a way of not being held accountable for their lack of skills. So if somebody, like you don't form any expectations. You don't give the other person any room to form expectations for your, your ability. So if someone says, hey, can you do this? No, I'm not very good at that. And so, oh, for example, can you play the piano? Nah, not really, just a little bit. I only played for like 10 years. <laughs> and then, and then uh, by putting yourself down, when that person hears you play the piano and you suck shit, then they're, you're okay because you didn't give them any reason to believe that you're good at playing the piano. So you're safe. Uh, but of course, you know, some people really just don't feel adequate i think it's a worth problem as well when you're told all you know throughout your childhood and when you're younger that you are supposed to like uh blend in and belong rather than stand out and shine then you're going to you're going to think you're not worthy of praise or being singled out as good at what you do and so you're going to Try to level yourself with the people around you. And especially if the other people around you are mediocre, you're going to make yourself out to be mediocre. So as not to burden anybody else with your haughtiness or arrogance. And, uh, yeah. And also not to let people down to say that you really can do this thing without and then not being able to do it. And so I hear Japanese people say this a lot about Americans or Chinese people from the USA or Chinese people, and uh, they're often and I've experienced it too in the U.S. I've done it myself as well because you're told in the U.S. that you're supposed to have confidence and always uh, be moving forward, kind of thing. Growth, growth, growth. I spoke about that yesterday on, on yesterday's podcast, but I'm assuming the same thing is true in China too, especially with so many people, you have to stand out to survive, I assume. And some of the Chinese people I've spoken to as well have said competition is fierce in every field because there's just so many people and so much talent and people aren't afraid to say what they're good at or stretch the truth to get ahead. And so you got to fight in China. And in the US, it's similar. It's a similar situation. And um, a lot of people will say they can do this thing without being able to do it. Uh, you know, when I first started writing for money as like a freelance copywriter, a lot of 
times I would be talking to potential clients saying that, um, you know, I could do this type of report. Like I remember first starting out uh, saying I could write white papers, which can cost, which is like a minimum $5,000. Basically businesses, big corporations hire a writer to get this white paper done to sell a new piece of technology or something to another one of the to a client of theirs so it's a way to break down like a technology in all of its facets like going down to the foundational things and it's a huge it takes a lot of research and uh sometimes a lot of background knowledge but i literally from when i first started i said i'm going for the top if i'm going to do this because mm -hmm. all you would need is like a client or two a month to be healthy and uh you know i thought of getting like um uh what can i say those those dummy books how to write white papers i mean i was i was going for it i i looked up the top uh white paper writer i think it was gordon something and bought his products was going through it looking through and I would go around handing out business cards saying, I, I write white papers about environmental sustainability. I mean, it's because I was what I was interested in. I've said, I was, I mean, that was straight USA bred, uh, airless confidence, like backed by nothing but my, the audacity to say that I could do it. And sometimes that's what it takes, right? I mean, you probably shouldn't do that if you have somebody's life at risk or something like that. But for stuff like that, where you have to fight to uh, get work uh, to survive, then that's a different story. And if you're willing to put in the work, who knows, maybe you could pull off something better than somebody that has had experience, etc. because they're jaded and you have time and the energy to be able to, you know, put your best foot forward. And so that's the philosophy I had. But in any case, Japanese people don't do that. And, you know, I've come around, that was many years ago, and mm -hmm. uh, I've come to a place where I can, um, how can you say, I'm more, I'm still confident in my abilities, but I'm more realistic about the, the, uh, extent of my skills and abilities so i i can say what i can't do and what i'm weak at but you know always come around and say i can work on that or i can um or if you want somebody to do this like for example there was a client i was talking to once and i was saying that you know they were talking about design and i was like i'm not a designer and i suck at design so if you i can do the copy but if you want somebody to hook up some images and stuff like that. I can refer you to one of my friends who's a designer out of New York or what? You got to find somebody else. And, you know, they were understanding and whatnot. But, you know, I think if I was just starting out, you know, in that white paper phase, I might have come on and be like, I got it. I can do it all. And uh, I guess that's how it starts out. You know, you're just willing to, to push. But... You come to a place where, you know, I've spoken about this before when I went to that Lionheart workshop. 
out in Austin, Texas with Brent Shelton and uh, Ian Stanley. Uh, they spoke about, you know, three different ego states, one being the abandoned child, uh, another being the adapted teen, and the one you want to be in most of the time is the functional adult. And just because we are adults chronologically, you know, in age doesn't mean that we are mentally there. And according to this Brent's, uh, this psychotherapist's uh, theory, well, actually most of the broad, <laughs> the modern psychology world says that there's, you know, these three ego states and we move in and out of them, you know, from moment to moment. And um, he goes deeper into that with like different core issues that run the behavior of people, no matter the nationality, ethnicity, gender, what have you. But um, these ego states are pretty are used throughout the psychology world, and you know, I've come to a place where I'm able to stay in the functional adult state more than in the teen or child state, or I'm working towards that. Uh, whereas before, I think the teen was pretty strong with me. And I would try to be perfect and not acknowledge my, I, you know, boundaries, of course, but also needs and wants. And just try to over puff myself up to to say I could do something when I when I knew I couldn't just so that I could feel worthy or what have you and you know that's not the way to go I learned that that's not the way to go about it and so uh, now I'm at a place where I can recognize that's not my I can't do that so no I don't agree to to the job or whatever whatever it is whatever situation it is um, and just coming out and being truthful and honest about it. And it feels much more real and, and calming and right, actually. And, uh, of course, you know, still work in progress, but I, I'm happy that I invested in that. And uh, I look forward to continuing with it. But in general, I think in Japan, the culture has a lot of people... Um, stuck in in trying to be perfect, which is more teen, the adapted teen state, and uh, it's it's not healthy for a lot of people. For I mean, especially when you see a lot of suicides in Japan and Korea for out of academic pressure or pressure from work, etc. It's just too much. And I just saw another video about child abuse in Japan being record high because a lot of people just don't talk about what's going on with them and you know that's, a, that's another part of being closed which is also a teen state and so uh, you know use walls as boundaries but I think the, the, the one thing we can do is you know when you see somebody I think one of the best things we can do for the people around us is to point out the good part of them and what value they bring to the situation. Because they might not know it themselves, you know? And I think I'm good at that. I'm good at highlighting the 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 part that I see that is good in people and not being fake about it. It's 
really acknowledging what you see as good and helping them see that and then you know they appreciate you that they appreciate you for that and they might tell you some stuff about yourself that you didn't know and you know it might form a relationship that you never thought you would have had if you hadn't said that thing and it's not going it's not about going around brown nosing and saying compliments just to you know make people feel good about you or whatever it's more about connecting and forming real bonds with people by actually sharing you know your truth and if maybe there's nothing to say about them but i'm sure if you if you talk to them long enough there's always something that somebody uh something about them that deserves highlighting and of course you know there are some people that don't need that because they could be either too arrogant or they're just okay. Maybe they're fine with that and they know themselves quite well. But, you know, beyond that, uh, I think that's one thing we can do. Just point out something good. Try it right after you finish listening to this podcast. Go tell one person, you know, you know what I like about you? You do this and that's cool. And just say it. Just finish it. Don't expect anything in return. And just see how it changes your relationship with that person. You may feel good as well. In any case, if you want more Japanese culture in your hands, I'm sending books and stories from local authors, artists, and entrepreneurs straight to your home, your doorstep. Yes, physical things that you can touch and feel and rub on your face. All you gotta go, all you gotta do is go to brandonchin.net forward slash raw R-A-W. Check that out there. If you want a free book. Go to brandonchin.net forward slash block, B-L-O-C-K. I'm sending out the books there. Check out your email inbox once you put in your email address at that page. And as always, share this podcast with your friends, especially the ones that you think, uh, you know, need to talk about themselves more and maybe even highlight the one thing good about the people around you, especially if, you know, partners, your friends, family, what have you. Try it, especially the grumpy ones. And take care of yourself. It is 11.58 p.m. It is March 12th. Goodbye. And thanks for listening.